Welcome once again to The Ohio State of Mind, a show powered by Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio. As always, alongside Tyler Danberg, I'm Caleb Spinner. Thanks so much for rolling with us this week on a wonky week of preparation, getting into a new crew with Toledo later today, uh, Ohio State football against Toledo. We've got some good things to talk about today, a lot of ranked matchups to talk about, field hockey dropping their first goal of the season and their loss to Miami, taking you through everything from Monday, women's volleyball continuing to roll past ranked opponents. It's been fantastic to watch them play. But before we get into that, once again, make sure you're following us on Twitter at State of Mind OSU for the latest updates regarding the show and our Behind the Buckeye interviews. They will be coming up later next month. But let's get into the show, Tyler. We've got a lot to talk about today. Starting off with number 19, Ohio State. They lost field hockey against Miami earlier this week. That was last Sunday, one to nothing. The Buckeyes gave up their first goal of the season. Ohio State did shoot outshoot Miami, however, 15 to three, and they had nine penalty corners. But they will drop to three and one on the year, which. All things considered, still isn't a terrible record. This was an unlucky outcome for Ohio State. You mentioned the shots. They significantly out-tallied Miami in that regard. The game-winning goal came with four seconds remaining in the first half. It was a controversial penalty stroke within the penalty circle. The fourth goal of the season for Claudian Negretti-Garcia and there was some controversy over that call, whether that would have been made, whether that should have been or should have not been. And Ohio State, nothing to hang their heads about. But that started a huge weekend for Ohio State field hockey. Yeah, absolutely. Referring to that Maryland game, we'll talk about that later on in our episode. But despite this setback, the Buckeyes have won nine of their last 12 in the series overall against Miami, which is still a, a positive outlook coming out of this. So, not a lot to hang your heads on, uh, to hang your heads about. Still a, a decent team to play against, one that just got the better of you. And with all streaks, Tyler, it was it was going to come to an end at some point. I think you'd rather have it come sooner rather than later, so you have more time to build up that momentum before you get to the postseason. Are, are you of the same belief? I think you're exactly correct, Caleb. And Miami, let's face it, they're a great team, top twenty-five team in the country, and they're only rising with that win. Now, the only thing that sticks out to me about this one is that Ohio State, they were held to just one shot over the final 15 minutes. If they're going to want to try and get those comeback victories late in games, they're going to have to get shots and create opportunities late in games. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's why you're the better of us, too. Switching over to women's soccer here, Peyton McNamara pushed two goals past the Kent State defenders to get the win 2-1 to one for Ohio State, the number 22 women's soccer team in the nation. That was all the way back on senior night, which was again last Sunday, the 11th. Peyton McNamara, our brilliant Buckeye of the game. Again, you can't argue it. Two goals. The deciding factor did all the scoring herself for Ohio State. Scored in the 10th and 18th minutes of the game, both in the first half. This was a solid game for Peyton McNamara and the Buckeyes. Peyton McNamara's junior year is only getting better. That's the second time in the last 11 days where she has scored two goals in a match. She did that against Dayton about a week or so ago, and then she does this against the Kent State Golden Flashes all in one half and all within just a couple of minutes. 
and they were both off of giveaways. Ohio State, when Kent State gave them chances, they made the most of them. Ohio State now is 6-0-1 all-time against the Kent State Golden Flashes. And the Buckeyes finished the non-conference portion of their schedule at 5-1-1, which includes a 4 Four wins, no losses, and no tie mark on the road. An impressive way to end that conference schedule and moving into, or the non-conference schedule rather, moving into your Big Ten series of matches. Cruising right along, women's golf. We'll touch on this here for a minute because the women's golf team was killer at the Dick McGuire Branch Law Firm uh, tournament at the Championship Golf Club at the University of New Mexico in Albuquerque. They placed first of 17 teams in the two-day tournament between Monday and Tuesday. Impressive for the Buckeyes to come into a tournament with 17 teams and come out the best of all of them. Lauren Peter, fourth place in the tournament. That's the highest finish of her career. How about this? She shot even in the final round for a score of 72 and a 54-hole score of three under, which was 213. Not a bad week for Lauren Peter. And you know, I think golf is one of those sports that gets a bad rap for ones that you'd rather play than watch. But I think Ohio State, especially in this match, and, and you've got to imagine if this is indicative of the season, it's going to be an entertaining year. I think they may be the exception to that in that they are a very entertaining team to watch. They're fun to watch. They've got a lot of different golfers that can finish under par on any given day. If you look at Annika Sumanu-Tafa, Kaylee McGinty, they both had a couple different rounds where they were under par. So they make for some exciting golfers. You look at the men's side, Max Moldovan competed at the U.S. Open Amateur, also competed as an amateur in the U.S. Open. Those are two different things. A lot of excitement around the two golf programs at Ohio State. Moving right along once again, talking about men's soccer now. They came in with a 3-3 draw against number 14 Akron. The number 222, the number 22 Buckeyes played on Tuesday at First Energy Stadium, the home of the Browns. They're not the only team from Ohio State to be playing in that arena this year. But this was another one where you, you it comes in, you knew there were going to be a lot of offense in it for both teams. Two top 25 opponents, even two top 22 opponents in number 22 Ohio State, number 14 Akron. Senior Xavier Green scored an unassisted goal in the 55th minute to break the one-all deadlock. That gave Ohio State a lead, and then it was back and forth from that point going on. This was a tough one. Again, a, a rematch of last year. We wanted this. We were looking forward to this this season, and it did not disappoint. This was awesome soccer. A great interstate battle. First Energy Stadium was rocking. The student section was going from goal to goal for Akron. And how about Braden Durbin? Even the match at 3-all, you thought that it since Akron scored in the 74th minute, it was going to be over. And in fact, Ohio State, just 90 minutes later, put in another corner kick, and that's the key. Two goals off of corners in this match for OSU. And then I'll give you another key element in this match. It wasn't Keegan McLaughlin leading the way in the net for Ohio State. It was the redshirt freshman Max Trejo in his first career start in goal. Keegan McLaughlin did not start after recording the shutout against Butler. And Trejo handled himself really well. He had played one match last year but had not started 
And Trejo allowed three goals, didn't record a save, but did a lot with his feet and a lot to keep this match tied up after 90 minutes of play. The Buckeyes are back in action tomorrow in their first Big Ten conference game of the season when number 15 Indiana comes to Columbus to visit the number 14 Buckeyes. It's also Alumni Day with the first touch scheduled for 2 p.m. So that's going to be a big draw for campus along with football today against Toledo. We recapped that game in its entirety on the Block O Show earlier this week. So if you want to hear our thoughts on that from the entire SGSR broadcast crew for the week, go over and check that out on SGSR TV on YouTube and our usual SGSR podcast network platforms. Final one to recap before we get into our preview of the weekend. Ohio State, once again, we mentioned field hockey had a Big Ten opener against number three Maryland. They fell in that one four to two. But I think when you look at the box score and you look at how impressively strong Maryland is now seven and zero overall and one and zero in the conference. It's impressive that Ohio State scored two on them, and I think, again, this is the second matchup we've talked about with them, and another one where you don't have much to hang your head about. Maryland outshot Ohio State 20-9. to They had seven penalty corners to Ohio State's two, so the Terrapins really played like the number three team in the country, and Ohio State, they held their ground. And Abby Danson, between the pipes for OSU, she came up huge. She was making acrobatic save after acrobatic save. And give credit to the Buckeyes. They were able to hang tight. And how about this? So I was watching the game on Big Ten Plus. The great Brendan Gulick was on the call. And before they faced off to start off the game, Gulick mentioned that Maryland has never lost to Ohio State as a field hockey program. And for the Buckeyes to only go down by two goals by the game's end, pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I, I did not know that statistic until he went in. I remember uh, I remember him mentioning that too, tuning into that broadcast on Big Ten Plus. I got to apologize, Tyler, because we got to rewind it back to Sunday. I totally missed this. Ohio State earned their third consecutive top 10 win in four sets at number five Georgia Tech, talking about women's volleyball. I completely jumped over this big game, so I apologize to JFO and the rest of the team if they're listening to this. I honestly thought that you were saving the best result as of last, because if you go back to our previous episode, Caleb, we were talking about how bad Ohio State wanted that win as a volleyball program, trying to get revenge against Georgia Tech because of what happened in the Sweet 16 last December, a straight set sweep of the Buckeyes by the Yellow Jackets. And you can tell Ohio State wanted that one just a little bit more. And another huge non-conference win. They're starting to take the volleyball nation by storm again because the way they have performed in this non-conference slate, it's been really impressive. The number eight Ohio State Buckeyes, who are now three and three on the year, defeated number five Georgia Tech, as we mentioned, in four sets, winning the first, third, and fourth. This is the Buckeyes' third consecutive top ten win. You mentioned the revenge tour that they wanted to go on here. It was just an impressive performance. We can't name one single Buckeye who was fantastic in this because they all were. This was a full team win, and you needed this to be a full team win in order to take down a team as deadly as number five Georgia Tech. But Ohio State will conclude its non-conference schedule with a trip to Pittsburgh next weekend where the Buckeyes will take on both number seven Pitt 
and unranked Tennessee. So those are going to be two games. And with that, let's hop right into our preview of the weekend. Saturday, September 17th, later today at 5 p.m., the Buckeyes women's volleyball team takes on Tennessee at Pitt in that aforementioned tournament. Saturday, September 17th, again later today at 7 o'clock, it's football against Toledo from Columbus, Ohio. You can watch that nationally on Fox and tune into our broadcast on the radio at scarletandgraysportsradio.com as well as SGSR TV. And in case you don't have the links for that, our very own Tyler Danberg posted a how-to-listen article on our website, scarletandgraysportsradio.com that gives you the links to both of those sites. Sunday, September 18th at 1 p.m. is number 12 Pittsburgh against Ohio State. That was, again, part of that aforementioned tournament that we had, uh, that we talked about at the end of our broadcast, or at the end of our recap of the weekend, of the week, excuse me. Sunday, September 18th, Ohio State women's soccer at number four Rutgers from Piscataway, New Jersey at 1 o'clock on Big Ten Plus with subscription. Penultimate game, women's Field hockey is at Wake Forest or is against Wake Forest in Columbus, 1 p.m. You can watch live on the Ohio State Buckeyes live stream available on the all sports schedule. And finally, Ohio State men's soccer against Indiana for Alumni Day here in Columbus, Sunday, September 18th on Big Ten Plus at 2 p.m. That'll do it for us here on the Ohio State of Mind. Once again, make sure you're following our Twitter at State of Mind OSU. For the latest updates on the show and behind the Buckeye, those coming out next month. That'll do it for us. Until Monday, for Tyler Damberg, I'm Caleb Spinner. That's the show. We're out of here.